Yeah, I do appreciate that, but yeah, happy happy summer to you too. But no, it it is it is not the longest day of the year. All days are the same length. It is the highest number of hours of daylight in a day for the year. I know that's a all right, anyway, yeah, yeah, happy solstice to you too. Okay. Hey, welcome to summer. Uh, and boy, does it ever feel like summer here. We are in season four, episode 14 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That's me. We are fueled by Gales Gaspars. We are powered by WeStream and supported by Virgin Insurance Group Limited, Hartzell Marine, as well as Ace Alignment. That's a full contingent of our wonderful supporters, except, of course, for this lovely establishment that we are now ready to enter Fiddler's Poorhouse on St. Paul Street in downtown St. Catharines. And what a beautiful summer day to kick off summer. We've got a really full show for you today. Uh, a couple of people that you've uh, seen, well, two or three people actually now that you've seen on the program before with updates on what's happening in their lives. Uh, Justin Preston is going to be here. Dave Beniston of Historical Niagara is going to be joining us as well with a couple of different stories. That, that's sort of a twofer, two stories in one there. Jasmine Jazz the Vicious, I call her Jazz the Vicious, UFC fighter from Niagara, uh, is now three and one on her career with uh, with the UFC and uh, and also remember that uh, terrible explosion in uh, January of this year uh, at Sonics in Port Weller well the young man that was killed in that explosion had a significant other uh, by the name of Natalie Natty's going to be joining us as she tries to uh, keep the dream alive here in Niagara. So we have a lot of dreams to keep alive and always, uh, always remember that you can join us at any time. When we get rolling here, you'll see a link at the bottom of the page. You can click on it and come on in and uh, pass your opinion on anything we're talking about or bring up something new, okay? So we will be back here with episode 14 of season four of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry right after this. Come on in. Here we are. What an absolutely spectacular way to kick off summer officially. I know we always think of that long weekend in May as the official or unofficial start of summer, but this really started it. Here today, ladies and gentlemen, on the right side of your screen, uh, the lovely and talented Kevin Jack, co-founder of WeStream, executive producer type dude for this program here. Kevin, it's been a couple of weeks. You had a birthday. Happy uh, happy birthday a few Thank days you later. Much. And uh, we both celebrated Father's Day. We did so, indeed. Uh, happy Father's Day to you as well. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And uh, uh, a lot of dads, uh, a lot of people, you know, when you get to, when you get to going through your Facebook pages and all the rest of it, there are so many of us, uh, so many of you that are saluting and uh, remembered their fathers in heaven that are, are no longer around and I think you know it's a it's a wonderful wonderful uh, day of reflection but uh, it's also a good time to be reminded to while your dad is here appreciate him 
just like you do your mom and whatever is. We shouldn't need a day to appreciate these people in our lives, but those special days do help us perhaps focus uh, a little bit more on it. So I hope you all had uh, a wonderful family time over Father's Day weekend and uh, welcome to summer. Kevin, uh, let's kick off with one of the things that was one of the, um, I guess, big stories of the week. Anytime that you have a threat to elementary age children and schools, it's a, it's a big deal. And this came out on Monday. Niagara Catholic offers the following update regarding today's hold and secure across the system. At 4.15, the board received the following correspondence from Niagara Regional Police. Uh, they continue to actively investigate the threat. They received a threat. Uh, and they did not articulate clearly what that threat specifically was. At this time, police have discovered no evidence to suggest the threat originated from within Canada. Based on this information, the hold and secure operation will, uh, order will be lifted. They did have an, um, a hold and secure in place for all of the... Uh, the um, Catholic District of Niagara School Board uh, schools, but the threat actually only came into one particular school, uh, as as I recall. But they did not name that school, so the detectives uh, investigated after threats at the Niagara Catholic District School Board. These are long titles of organizations. Um, uniform officers from Welland Pelham uh, alerted to possible online threats in connection with the Niagara Catholic District School Board and the uh, hold and secure order was put in place. Then it was removed, as uh, I mentioned, and with no corroboration that the threat was legitimate. They didn't tell us where the threat actually came from uh, or what particular school it was aimed at. And I know I'm dangling a lot of participles here, so for all of you grammatical uh, police out there, uh, forgive me, I know I know what I'm doing when I say at at the end of a sentence. Uh, okay, so yes, that was um, that was something a little scary for parents and school children, because anytime something like this happens, and Kevin, you fall right into this category of having young children in a in a school here in in Niagara. We always tend to think the worst, and I suppose that's okay, as opposed to taking things too lightly and ignoring the information. Just because you think it's not going to happen doesn't mean it can never happen to you. And after all the horrible stories that you hear uh, that happen in schools in the U.S. and some in Canada as well, you have to be careful. You have to err on the side of caution, I suppose. And, and I would assume that you and your family would appreciate the school's overreacting as opposed to underreacting. Yeah, very much so. I'm glad that that's the approach that they take. Yeah. On Monday, I was in a golf tournament over the river, so I was in an entire other country, and the tournament kind of ground to a halt when this information leaked onto mm -hmm. our cell phones through Niagara 411. You know, word got around our foursome, the group in front of us, behind us. Hey, what's going on? Do you have kids at Niagara Catholic? Do you have any? Yeah, what's going on? Do you hear any news? Yeah. And kind of quickly realized that the situation or the threat seemed to be under control. Um, but it was a little more heartwarming when they clarified, I guess, a day later as to, okay, here's what transpired and here's what they were going on. Mm -hmm. and, and, again, no, no issues, no problems. Due to the unknown nature of the threats, out of an abundance of caution, the Niagara Catholic School Board placed a hold and secure on schools in the region. Good stuff. Um, and um, I guess it's a little bit like, 
It's a little bit like being awakened in the middle of the night with those Amber Alert things. I, I know it's, I, I know it, it's, it's, it's disconcerting. But, but there, but for the grace of, you know, go, go us. Better, better to be alerted than not alerted. And then something crappy happens. So there we go. Um, Kevin, there was another, um, another one of those, what are you, vandal type nuisance things going on here in uh, Niagara over the past week as well. Um, this, uh, this guy, where are we going? Are we, are we going to the, uh, oh, sorry, the crosswalk? Sorry, I forgot that I was uh, scrolling there on screen. Are we going to the crosswalk? Yeah, I think we to the crosswalk in Niagara on the Lake because yeah. the police made an arrest and I guess to nobody's surprise, it was a youth. A youth? Yeah, Did yeah. you say youth? So there's a, a rainbow crosswalk in, uh, in Niagara on the Lake. Niagara Stone Road and uh, I can't recall the intersection. It's, uh, it's right where the, uh, the community center is yeah. and the new fire hall is yeah. across from, uh, oh gosh. So some, some, some person, some ute, uh, as it turns out, was on a, an ATV and was doing, doing like sort of burnouts on the, on the road on the rainbow crosswalk People were all up in arms uh, about the potential significance of doing this on a rainbow crosswalk. And we don't really know what motivated this young man, but eventually what happened, uh, a young person, I guess, I don't know if you call a 15-year-old a young man or not, but nevertheless, it was a 15-year-old that ended up being apprehended as a result of them finding out he was the one that did this on this ATV. Uh, and of course, he cannot be, uh, or was not, let's put it, th I'm not sure that he cannot be, but I don't think so. He was charged not under the criminal code, but uh, what was what was the what was the name of this uh, this thing that they call it? The alternate justice something or other. I've got that. Uh, I got that here somewhere. I mean, here are the photos that they released of this Yahoo. Yeah. Oh, they call it. Okay, so he was not charged criminally, but subjected to the rules and regulations included in extrajudicial measures. Right? So just in case you don't know what those are, like if a fifteen year old gets on his ATV and goes and, and, and goes nuts on a on a public a crosswalk, be it rainbow or otherwise, extra extrajudicial means outside the court. And I'm reading here, so I'm looking away. Uh, extrajudicial measures aim to hold a young person accountable without proceeding through the formal court process. The YCIA encourages the use of extrajudicial measures in all cases where they're adequate to hold a young person accountable. So this young person will be held accountable in some way, shape, or form through official channels, the Extrajudicial Measures Act. All right. Now, sliding along this same scale we have a young man coming up who is a friend of the program and has been here before and i'd like to to think the program is a friend of his as well as uh, everyone else here in niagara justin preston is founder of uh, rise against bullying he's also the national ambassador for kids help phone and uh, he was front and center in a uh, a demonstration if you want to call it that back to school boards the district school board of niagara had this, um, I guess, demonstration. They didn't hold the demonstration, but it was in front of the District School Board of Niagara, not the Catholic Board yet, but there on one side of the street there were the 
the uh, protesters on the other side of the street were the LGBTQ plus uh, members of the community. Uh, and it got pretty ugly at some points. There was some very nasty uh, stuff posted online and or said in public, etc. And frankly, I don't really know. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't really know all the ins and outs of what happened behind the scenes and how these protests and anti-protests ever got started in the first place. But that's what Justin is going to be here to talk about. And there's another protest that just took place yesterday, I guess, Kevin. Another demonstration. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, these are the images that I'm showing from the Niagara Catholic from District School Board. From the Niagara Catholic uh, District School Board. And that was just yesterday. The other one was about a week ago. I drove past it, as a matter of fact. Now, what the hell is going on here? Um, and I'm not, I'm not sure. Are we becoming even less tolerant? We have been trying to preach tolerance and understanding and inclusivity in our in our culture, but are we getting less tolerant? Are there more people driving around in white vans with 8,000 flags on them yelling freedom for all? Freedom from what? For whom? I don't know. Shame on you is what we're saying. For what? Are we back to the stories for school children in libraries issue again? Is that what we're doing? Story time for kids? All right. Yeah, so that video, Lee, that was from the uh, DSPN. That, and yeah, then that one the was, early yeah. images were from last night. We'll get an update from Justin, but it seems as though um, they voted against flying only the Canadian flag. Yeah, I guess, there was a, I guess there was a movement in front of the board to have them fly only the Canadian flag. No pride flags, no, uh, no uh, chocolate for lunch flags or any of those kinds of things. So um, anyway, Justin is going to end up. I don't want to make light of it, but gee whiz, you know, people, come on. Here's the old here's the old line from way back in the 70s. Can't we all just get along? Come on, life is too short. Anyway, um, so Justin's coming up at about 1240. Uh, our, our other, one of our other friends of the program, Dave Bennison, is going to be here. And this is sort of a twofer story, as I mentioned off the top. We have done a lot of uh, content over the last uh, number of weeks and months, etc., uh, uh, people that have been in uh, in search of a kidney donor, people that have uh, received donations of kidneys, people that um, have kidney disease and are afraid that they're going to be on waiting lists for a long, long time. And there seems to be a, a really increase, maybe it's just because we're hearing more about it, in the issue of kidney disease. Dave Benison is one that is going through that right now, and he is one of the very, very few in Niagara, and I mean few, like a handful or less, of people that do home dialysis treatment. And I thought it would be worthwhile perhaps to have him explain what he is going through in this process. Now, the second part of the story is he's involved with an organization called Historical Niagara. You probably see his posts uh, on uh, Niagara 411 as well. By the way, hi, Nick. Uh, always a pleasure to be associated with you and Niagara 411 and all of your participants again. Hi to Nick's mom. So uh, Dave Benison is going to be joining us uh, oh, probably in about five minutes. Um, Natalie, uh, Natalia, I'm sorry, Natalia Sepulveda Lastra. We just call her Natty. Now Natty is a significant other of um, Ryan Conkin, that young man that was tragically killed in the explosion in Port Weller at Sonics back in January. 
his dream was to operate this uh, food truck and, and make it his lifelong business. And uh, Natty dedicated herself to keeping that dream alive, and she's going to be joining us at about 12.50-ish on the program to talk about, to talk about that. And uh, Jazz the Vicious, as I like to call her, Jasmine Jazz the Vicious, UFC fighter, hails from Niagara. She's um, here in Niagara now, I believe, probably training at the gym right now. But uh, she was participating in uh, UFC 289. I think that was in BC, right, Kevin? Yeah, it was. Uh, it is now 3-1 and one on her young UFC career, and Jazz is going to come by. She's always worth the price of admission, this girl. What a, what a fighter in more ways than one. Uh, she's coming up a little bit after 1 o'clock today. We shall also have a musical guest. Uh, as soon as Kevin tells me who that's going to be, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, really looking forward to Jazz. I mean, she is as legit as they come. Oh, yeah. And the first photo I threw up there was at Niagara Top Team. So people in Niagara that are interested in mm -hmm. getting involved in MMA, I know there's that uh, Romero kid from Welland that's done quite well. But, um, you know, people are looking for female inspiration yeah. and female guidance in the sport. I mean, hit up Niagara Top Team. You're not going to get any better than an actual UFC fighter. No. Three and one now in the UFC. Part of the Canadian sweep out in British Columbia a couple of weekends ago, and I'm so, so proud of, uh, of all that oh, Jazz she's, has done. Uh, she's just awesome, um, especially considering how she started in, uh, in this career, which is a story we're not going to go into right now, but another time we, we certainly will. Uh, Kevin... Uh, I know we've got just a couple of minutes till Dave comes on. Yeah, but uh, but but, but uh, there was a big break and enter story on four one one in Port Robinson. There's that one in Port Robinson. Also, wanted to do the gas station. The gas station. And we can yeah. push all that stuff to later, Lee. You you want to do it later? Yeah, we'll do that later. But if anybody saw the um, saw the video or, or, or sorry the story, it was shared over a thousand times, over twelve hundred shares. Yeah. And it had to do with one man's one sided account of what happened to him at the Regional Gas and Variety Bar. It's a family-owned operation, a family that I know. Yeah, your neighbors. You yeah, live so near them. I went out of the way this morning and said, hey, has anybody actually gone over to them and asked them for their version of events? Yeah. What actually happened? And surprise, surprisingly, their version of events drastically different <gasps> no. than the version of events that has been shared 1,200 times yeah. that people have taken as gospel. And um, she was in tears. Well, my dad, my, my dad and others used to say there's one side of the story, there's the other side of the story, then there's a the real story. Exactly. And at least so. I have the other side, and I think the real story is probably, probably somewhere, somewhere in the middle. In the middle. Yep, probably somewhere in the middle. Okay, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that, and, and we are going to make sure we talk about it, because as Kevin said, there's like 1,200 shares? or 1,200 shares, and they're yeah. dragging this family through the mud. Dave Benison, uh, by trade, is a, is a truck driver. Uh, Long-haul truck driver, short-haul truck driver, and uh, thank God he's uh, been honored many times with a clean driving record because, Dave, every day we hear about some horrendous, horrendous accidents uh, and incidents with, with big trucks. And today there was another one in Pickering, uh, explosion and fire so hot it melted two trucks and a car. Like, my gosh, this is, I'm glad you're safe, man. <laughs> hey, Lee, can you hear me there? Yeah, I got you. Awesome, yeah. Actually, you know what? I just got home. 
um, about half an hour ago, and this, this is the first I've actually heard of it. So, no, yeah, and I worked, uh, did a did an eleven hour shift this morning. So. Wow, yeah, that happened in Pickering, and that's definitely a subject for another time. Now, um, yeah, just just so that we can explain what's going on here, we'll answer sure. your questions right now. You're you're watching Dave uh, hooked up uh, to this apparatus uh, yeah. in in his in 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 his home. And exactly. Dave has been suffering from kidney disease for years and really didn't know it uh, until recently when the whole thing came to a head. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the very, very few people who is suffering with this malady that is self, um, self-medicating, as it, as it were, dialysis at home. Dave, fill us in on, yes. uh, quickly on your story and where you are. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so for the last couple of years, and you know we've talked about it before, I've uh, yeah. I've been going through um, you know kidney problems, and we knew it was coming. But about five months ago, I had where my kidneys completely failed, and um, so I was rushed in. Oh, we got a bit of a freeze. Yeah, I just had a drop that was on our end too. So, internet's not playing nice with us today, Lee. Now, um, Dave is also behind Historical Niagara, yeah. and uh, Nick and... Up? Oh, we got you back there, Dave. Sorry, Dave, we there had we a go. blip, so pick up where we left That's off. That's okay. <laughs> where do we leave off? We left <laughs> off with the fact that a few months ago, uh, your condition got more serious. Yeah, it got more serious. So um, I was rushed in uh, about five months ago and uh, got um, the uh, under dialysis, and... They had brought up about doing home dialysis, so we looked into it, and we um, we actually uh, went through the whole. There was a whole big process to qualify to get home dialysis. So I'm doing. There's two types of dialysis that most people that do home dialysis are on a, a, what they call a perinatal, so okay. it goes through the stomach. Yeah. I actually do one. Oh, did we lose you again? No, no. Hello? We have you. Oh, okay. I do one. uh, Oh, yeah. I'm doing home hemo, so where it actually takes my blood out. We did a two-month training to to actually do this. We had had to qualify. Okay. I think there's under 10 people in all of Niagara that actually qualified for home hemo. So how how often do you have to do this? So I do this three times a day. Uh, or three times a day, three times a week. So I have to do a minimum of 12 hours on the machine. Okay. So what's really cool with this is it allows me to actually do it on my own time. So if I had to go to the hospital, I'd have to book in, you know, and the, take the times that they provide to me. Right. Um, doing it at home, this allows me to do it on my own time. So... I have to do it three times a week. I can do it more if, 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 if I needed to or wanted to, but it's a minimum of three times a week for 12 hours to get the best um, cleansing of my blood. So this machine that I'm on, I'm going to show you the machine here. Yeah, okay. If you can see it here. So there's my machine. It's actually oh, working right now. Yeah, and you can see my it's taking my blood out. So this machine will take my blood out um approximately so we got about five liters of blood in of it in us so it takes it out 20 times in a four-hour session 
and cleans and, and filters my blood in. Wow. So now, is this something that anyone that requires dialysis can do, or do you have to qualify uh, in order to be able to have this well, uh, option? Yeah. Well, the, the qualification is they, they have to come to your house. Your house has to qualify for it. Um, in just a second, I'm being told by the boss. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Bo okay. Boss equals <laughs> wife. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, like my wife's explaining to me. Yeah. So, yeah. So there is qualifications to get it. Um, uh, besides your house, you you have to. Now, now I forgot because you threw me off. So. <laughs> But, but you had to take you had to take X number of hours or weeks of training, et cetera. Et cetera yes, et cetera, yes. Yeah. Now you can hear a buzzing going on. Yeah. So that's uh, what happens is this machine will alarm, um, especially if I move around a little bit. Yeah. It'll actually kick off. But yeah, so we actually had to take two months of training um, to to learn the machine, and and it's a pretty intensive course to okay. learn how to set this up. Um, it takes us about half an hour to 45 minutes to do the setup on it. So, Dave, we talked to you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and then about, and then it's about half an hour to come off of the machine. So. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 a big commitment, but it's better than having yeah. to travel three times a week to and right. it would normally be Welland because I believe it's Welland where the an awful lot of the dialysis patients are treated correct yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well Welland uh, it depends on where you are Welland St. Catharines Niagara Falls all have renal clinics okay so, and and there we so we trained in Niagara Falls that's where the training right usually takes place great group of people there um, and like you say it was a two-month really intensive and it really does change your life because like I say, I can do this on my own time. So and you can still work. Yeah, well, like, like today. So I did 11-hour workday today. I came home. I'm on the machine, so I'll be on this till like 4 or 5 tonight, mm -hmm. and then I'm done. So, And if I had to go later, then I could do it at a later time. Or if I had to miss a day, I could do it the next day. But it's on my own time, yeah. so it allows me to, to do it. And so, and, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, um... Your kidneys, just to update the situation beyond this, your, your kidneys have basically ceased to function on their own, correct? Oh, there we go. Oh, I lost you there for a second. Lee. Your, what was your, the question? Kid, your, your kidneys have, for all intents and purposes, ceased to function on their own. Yes, yes. So you I are, went from... You are on, you are on a, a waiting list or you are awaiting a yes. donor? Where are you on that spectrum? Gosh, we got you back, Dave. Did you get oh. that question? Just wondering where you are as far as your journey looking for a donor. For the donor, yeah. So anyway, right now I'm going through the process. So there is a bit of a process to getting a, a, a kidney. Um, and right now I'm doing what's called the kidney lead up. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of, you got to get skinny. Because one of the things a lot of people don't realize is that you can't just go get a kidney. There's a whole buildup to that to see if you even qualify to get a kidney. Mm -hmm. And I think that needs to be explained because um, right now I think there's about 1,500 people on the waiting list to get a kidney in Canada. But there's a lot of people that don't actually qualify. Um, 
because of like heart problems or other, you know, lifestyle issues. Exactly. And, yeah. and so it, there's a lot of things. So I have to get all these tests done. So right now I'm in, in that sort of a phase right now. I am on the donor list, but there's, there's so much stuff that has to go, you know, before it actually can really yeah. happen. So I, I actually, I, I did some scans last week and then actually on tomorrow, I'm going for a bunch of scans, a lot of heart issue stuff. That's basically yeah. what they're checking. So, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of hoops to to jump through because you've also been there struggling. Is. You've also been struggling with the uh, the diabetes factor in this, which yeah. the, the two things are connected. Going back to when you actually had a very serious infection in your foot, you've been you've yeah. been uh, you've been through a few rodeos along the way. Exactly. On, yeah. on this but thing. you know the the one thing about doing the training. In, in learning this is uh, getting the diabetes under control. And that's what I really liked about doing uh, um, like home dialysis and mm. learning all this stuff is you actually learn more about your disease and, and it shows you how to control it a lot better. And, and it makes us almost completely independent doing this. And, and you know, I, I, like I say, it, it's really good. And, and for people that are interested in this, um, I get people that ask, like, it is funded, um, it is covered, there is cost, but it actually didn't cost us a whole lot to have it set up at home. Mm -hmm. it, it is all, all covered um, under that. And they do have, so the nurses come once a month, they come and check on us, make sure, you know, everything's good. going good. If we need certain supplies, um, you can get a PSA worker to help you out. If you, so I've been really lucky. Like, my wife, she took the training with me, and you know, having somebody in the support yeah. uh, really makes it a lot easier. I could do this on my own, but having her help out really makes a big, big difference. Way and, to go! Um, Way to go, you know, nurse! If I miss something, whatever. You know. Way to go, nurse! Nurse Vicky, Vicky. that's yeah, right, nurse Vicky. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, thanks, Dave, for that. I'm gonna, I want to, yeah. in, in the interest of time, I mean, we could talk about this a long time, but uh, yeah. with regard to the whole kidney experience and the things that you've been through. Uh, from from a health perspective, man, I gotta say, you got. Uh, if anybody had a positive attitude about everything that goes on in their lives, <laughs> it's you. you. And I, I think well, I, I, I think a positive mental state is is part of the is part of the cure. Moving on, moving moving on quickly to uh, the other aspect of what we wanted to talk to you about. Sure. You are one of the main contributors to posts that show up on Niagara Four One One. Uh, from historical right. Niagara, historical some of your pieces uh, are, are very, very well received, and uh, I, I went up with you with uh, your pilot Jim Richardson uh, yeah. there, and uh, had some fun one day. But there, there's something really kind of exciting that is just getting underway tomorrow, and there's a new ar archaeological project beginning tomorrow. Tell us about that. Yes, yes. Actually, the archaeological dig that we're talking about started on Monday. And um, so it's at the John Brown House in St. Catharines, located on Pelham Street. Um, John Brown House, for those who don't know, is the oldest uh, farmstead and farmhouse still existing. Uh, it was built in uh, 1796. Make sure I get that right. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, they've decided they're going to do, they, they've been doing a big restoration there of the house 
and some other buildings that have been brought there. And um, the whole land area, uh, you know, of course, has been there for a long time. So they're actually uh, working with uh, like a certified archaeologist mm -hmm. and they're going to be, yeah, they're, they're actually started the dig um, on Monday. And they're going to be looking for, of course, indigenous artifacts, uh, artifacts that have stuff to do with the house and the Brown family. And, of course, the, you know, that house went through the War of 1812, World War One, World War Two. It has gr a great history. And, um, yeah, I think it's great. And one of the things they did was they opened it up to the public mm -hmm. to come and join and be part of this dig like where else do you get a chance to do basically time team are they of, still uh, Niagara, right? Dave are they so, still taking are they still taking applications for volunteers for the dig or is that still open no no so <laughs> that's kind of my fault because uh, <laughs> they asked me to post the uh, the uh, the dig and on the uh, Monday so I put it on my thing within one hour after me posting it they got over 50 submissions for uh, amateur archaeologists and it filled up within within the hour okay so they had to close the applications but of course they're going to be having open houses there and stuff throughout the year i would imagine and there's going to be lots of stuff going on at the brown uh homestead dave one what, of the things what are oh, what yeah, go ahead. sorry what organization is is fueling this who's behind this dig well, it's the John Brown um, Foundation organization. Okay. They're sort of a self-funded um, um, uh, uh, group. They're they're trying to turn the house into like a living museum. All right. And um, and uh, and there's 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 so much great stuff going on there. Uh, I have to note because today is uh, National, I think it's in Indigenous Day, mm -hmm. and. What's really interesting is John Norton, so, and I put a post out on my thing, um, um, John Norton was a, a Mohawk chief. He was actually instrumental in the Battle of uh, Queenston Heights in the War of 1812, and his house was on the uh, Grand River, and back in 1997, it was moved to the, to the uh, John Brown um, location and they're actually doing a big restoration on the house right now which okay. is really really cool uh, yeah yeah uh, now the i'm just going to hop in i was showing some uh, points please. on the map but it's pelham road pretty much right across from the short hills entrance yes so if people know yeah, that short yeah, hills exactly. on the south side look to the north side and that's where you'll see the brown homestead that's, that's on the right. screen right there yeah exactly. fascinating fascinating stuff and uh yeah. again kudos to kudos to you for some of those some of those pieces that you've uh, taken time to put together that show up in Niagara 411 through Historical Niagara. It's, um, uh, I'm sure, a catalyst for a lot of people to get out there and say, you know what, I'm going to go for a bike ride or I'm going to go for a hike or I'm going to go have a look at some of these places that I never knew existed. And uh, uh, that in and of itself is uh, is a bonus. So that's uh, that's great stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'll but, tell you, Lee, it's been great getting the com I get comments to that effect you know thank you for posting this and they get out there and explore it. and that's part of what i wanted historical niagara yeah. to be was to get people involved to get out and explore these things you'll notice when i post these i don't put tons of detail it's to sort of get your whistle sure. wet and you go do the the exploration yeah. And, uh, yeah. great I job say uh, you know thanks a lot and just to end this um historical niagara 
uh, I'm actually going to be doing a, a talk circuit coming this fall and um, keep an eye out. I'm going to be at libraries, uh, some historical places, doing the whole talk with uh, Historical Niagara. Awesome. Somebody's got a very creative horn out there. Who is that? Or is that us? I don't know. Uh, we had a bit of a freeze there, so I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna bid you farewell. Uh, I think my machine knocks it out. So. <laughs> okay, uh, Dave Benison, thanks very much uh, for being here. Good luck with your uh, your efforts there at home on the dialysis and the historical Niagara stories. Will continue to follow. Kevin, I want to take a moment out and um, acknowledge our sponsors. Once again, uh, Gail's Gas Bars. Um, I do want to, I do want to give a tip of the hat and send condolences out to the Gale family. Bob Gale, former owner, operator, CEO of the company, who has since turned it over to his, his daughter Jessica, of course. Um, Bob Gale's sister, Barb, passed away this past week, and uh, to to Bob, uh, condolences to. Um, uh, she was uh, Jessica Friesen's aunt. Jessica Friesen is now the owner-operator of Gales Gas Bars Limited. Anyway, our condolences to the to the Gale family uh, in the loss of their family member this past week. And uh, and again, uh, we appreciate their participation in this program. As always, fueling this program almost since its inception. And uh, keep in mind that they, they are your supplier of uh, fuel oil in the, in the wintertime, gasoline all year round, and uh, they've been fueling Niagara for well over the last 50 years and continue to do so. Super late. What did I just hear? Uh, it's just Justin. <laughs> we're, having a, we're having some internet problems here. Okay. My, all right. That's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll move on. I appreciate uh, Verge Insurance Group. Uh, Mark Shirk and his company, uh, another born and bred Niagara company that we're proud to support and uh, we're proud to have them support us. Uh, Hartzell Marine, uh, one of our newer sponsors. This is the third show that Hartzell Marine has been on board and they're still here. So thank you to Dave DeGrave, located at uh, 96 Ormond in, uh, uh, in Thorold. And uh, I, I do want to mention that uh, just by, by way of a, a slug line, if you will, for Hartzell Marine, Niagara's only legend boats and Mercury Marine dealership. All right, 96 Ormond Street in uh, Thorold. Also to Ace Alignment, 64 North Street in St. Catharines, I want to uh, give a tip of hat to head mechanic Darren and senior mechanic Matt and all the folks at Ace Alignment. They specialize in wheel alignments and brakes and suspension. They're also an MTO motor vehicle inspection station if you need that done for any reason. Front end repairs, oil changes, servicing all makes and models of trucks, cars, SUVs, including classic cars and tuners. So to uh, Ace Alignment, thank you very much. Now, they, and, and the websites couldn't be simpler. Gales.ca, virginsurance.com, HartzellMarine.com and AceAlignment.com to find out more about uh, these businesses that we're very, very happy to have on board. We appreciate it. And to, uh, to WeStream, Canada's premier streaming service, uh, the organization that powers what you see here and hear here on, uh, on the program. Kevin Jack, of course, our executive producer, you see on the right-hand side of your screen, co-founder of WeStream. You guys have been uh, pretty doggone busy, Kevin, and uh, 
As always, uh, a product, if you watch this program at all or even once, you realize it's uh, second to none on, uh, on what you would call a TV presentation here. In, yeah, uh, thanks very much. One of the things that we're working on right now, and again, you know, small little company born out of St. Catharines in 2015 had a vision and saw that people needed live video production via the Internet. And um, we're putting together now a quote to work for Volleyball Canada because they reached out to us awesome. to stream the uh, 2023 National Beach Volleyball Championships for Canada. So very small good. little company right here in Niagara doing some pretty, pretty big things. And it wouldn't be the first time that we've worked with Volleyball Canada over the years. We've done numerous yeah. national and provincial championships. And uh, as you can tell from my voice and the way I'm delivering it, we're quite proud of that. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit more later in the program if we have time. I'm assuming uh, we have Justin uh, ready to join us? Okay. Justin Preston has been on the program before. He's founder of Rise Against Bullying. He is also national ambassador of the kids help phone and i reached out to justin earlier this week after i drove by what looked to me like some sort of demonstration protest anti-protest whatever it is outside the offices of the dsbn and uh, i didn't know what was going on so and then later i saw that there had been some kind of disturbing um posts uh, leveled at uh, at justin and others in his community and I wanted to find out what's behind it. Justin, hey, thanks for coming in here and being a part of the program. Once again, always a pleasure to see you. Thank you. And again, thank you for having me. It's a huge honor. Um, as you, you seen me yesterday, can, it was absolutely... Um, pardon? Okay. Uh, can, I, can I back up, though, first to the, to, to the first um, episode that I'm talking about, the, the DSBN headquarters um, incident or or day or whatever can you give us a, the background as to what happened there what brought that about and 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 walk us up to today so it was brought to my attention um that there was a protest happening at the dsbn and for some reason um as you know with online hate and people's opinions there was a lot of craziness going on the internet a lot of homophobia and hate towards the lgbt community based off of the pride flags being raised as well. But when I had bribed, there was a bunch of uh, frontline amazing advocates at the DSBN, very small numbers compared to like the 50, 60 protesters that were there. But once I had bribed, everyone had their backs faced to each other and we were standing there to, to um, be there for the 2RS LGBTQ community and for our, our young youth that experience all this bigotry and hate. And right. from just recently speaking at Port Colborne High, where this high school was just uh, graffitied with homophobic words on the front doors, being the one to be in that school, speaking to those students as well, was heartbreaking. So I felt it was very important to not only be there to stand for our community, but while while standing there, it was three hours of, of constant hate, being called a rumor being told that I was lower than low and every single person involved that was there was being attacked and screamed at and we did not engage at the DSBN. We had faced our backs at this time and just did not respond and it was really heartbreaking to see all these mixed feelings. It was that I was a sinner or we are all sinners and this yeah. isn't the truth and we are it was just really heart-wrenching and let me, let, let me break in here. What were these protesters for the lack of a better word what were they protesting what why were they there 
they had an agenda to protect the kids, saying that they are being sexualized at school with the curriculum um, based off of I, I, identities, um, claiming there's only two genders, um, that we're sick for um, raising this pride flag in the schools and that it's inappropriate and that this flag represents pedophilia and to save our kids. And it was really, 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 really um, twisted. It was like everything all at once. Like it was. Was there any particular, was there any particular group behind this uh, or person or persons or whatever? I mean, who organized this thing? I have absolutely no no idea who okay. organized. I do know a lot of people, a lot of hateful, closed-minded people did attend. Mm-hmm. And the whole time just being reminded that we are all FAGs and saying very detrogatory and yeah. heartening words. It, it was it was it was really strange. And I felt like I was in 1950, 1970s, like standing there back in the day with the stone wall. This is people what not is- this is what it's starting to feel like. As I mentioned before, we brought you on. Are we getting? Are we getting this, uh, this degree of uh, of less tolerance now? Let's walk up to yesterday, and I'm assuming it was. Uh, maybe my assumption is wrong, but I'm assuming there was some sort of uh, connection from the organizers of the DSBN one to the to the Catholic uh, board demonstration or protest that took place yesterday is that a fair assumption absolutely meaning like two school boards kind of seeing the same vision of their students and protecting the their students as well and being an educational system i think both as well kind of are seen on the same page of standing up for the students as well and and just representing those two as lgbt youth that feel like they don't belong in school or out in their community now what was yesterday's what was yesterday's experience like compared to the first one so the difference was was that the dsbn i was standing with the people i was holding a flag and ignoring everything that was being said and reminding everyone not to engage I did my best not to turn around um, because I I knew the violence and the screaming and yelling. There was no way of talking or having a conversation or even sharing an opinion. It was there was a yelling match and we weren't taking part of it. Now versus the Niagara Catholic uh, District School Board, they were having a voting in motion um, whether or not they were going to fly other flags, Mm -hmm. meaning the, the progressive flag as well, or it was just going to be strictly the Canadian flag. So while there was a meeting going on inside, I was personally invited to be inside to sit and listen. And I missed out on all of the outside stuff, but from watching a few videos and seeing my two beautiful little girls and my my hubby standing out there proud and my daughter holding a sign saying, uh, she made it, I didn't even see that she made it, she made it there. And it said, I was raised by two dads my whole entire life and I turned out just fine. So when I had walked out of the, the meeting with a group full of amazing people from Pride Niagara to Deb Pierce to a, a Alicia to a community members, it was really um, sad to go home and to see all of the aftermath of everyone's different opinions with their beliefs to how they feel that people should raise their kids to yeah. Justin, who I am looking, today. looking at that picture of your daughter, Holding that, uh, holding that piece of cardboard with with that message. Uh, 
You know, as well as I know, that there are people that will just say, oh, well, she's being raised by, by, by two people of that community, uh, and uh, she's obviously been brainwashed, and uh, she's going to need some reprogramming somewhere down the line because she's been indoctrinated or whatever into that world. What do you say to people that, that have, because you know there are people that will say things just like that. And that's exactly what you have just said, what was even said to my husband on film with a little clip that I got to listen to, and it was heartbreaking. What people don't understand is that everyone is different, and we are a community for one. And unfortunately, there is bullying. There is mental health issues because of people that are very hateful and unkind in the schools. My my mind of thinking is looking at all the people that were using all the f-bombs and swearing like the whole time they were there and yelling at everyone and degrading it makes me think of what kind of parents are you guys leading as an example and role models to your kids because these young people that are going to school are getting this kind of attitude of i don't like these kinds of people or or that group or this group when that's what discrimination is all about and i really think that we should just really start educating ourselves, maybe not understanding, but learning to understand because we're in 2023, not 1950. Agreed. And uh, to follow up on the thing you mentioned about the flags, the school board, uh, the Catholic school board did uh, reverse, not reverse, uh, they, they denied that proposal to have only the Canadian flag flown uh, at their at their schools and on their properties, the fact that they would continue to fly flags of their choice, so that showed some, at least some, uh, expansion of <laughs> of tolerance uh, at, in those in those locations. And regardless regardless of someone's someone's background or beliefs or whatever, it is just a, I just abhor the thought of any human being for any reason being being harassed and bullied and uh and made to feel almost less than human and i i'm sorry that you and your community uh and and your friends and family had to go through stuff like that and i don't know i don't know where these cretins come from and i don't know why um they they are there but there was an old shakespearean quote uh, from one of the plays many, many, many years ago, of course, methinks thou doth protest too much. And then you can also use the old biblical quote, if you want to go that far, let he who hath uh, no sin cast the first stone. And you know, all those old, all those old things. Look inside before you look outside. Uh, And uh, Justin, I'm sorry you had to, you and your friends and family had to go through that stuff, but uh, again, kudos for, for taking the stand. Thank you. And even, I do want to mention quickly, even during inside of the meeting, there was a lot of people that were closed minded while the, the voting was in session and the trustees were speaking, the young people speaking, sharing their stories, getting um, information from each schools and testimonies and statements, having people still getting up screaming very, very hateful and unkind things and sitting in the room was so unfair to endure that much homophobia to every single person in that room. And I feel bad for our young people. I really do that have to have that bravery and courage to walk through the front doors 
and Kevin? hoping they make it peaceful. Yeah, hey, Justin, um, stand behind everything that you and your group is doing, peaceful protests so much, and I'm against bigotry, let alone organized bigotry and just digging a little bit online. It's like, oh, gosh, and I've got it on the screen now. There's actually a group that has all of this stuff planned, and it doesn't end because there's another protest tonight at the Silver Spire Church just down the road from us here in St. Catharines. I'm sure you're aware of this, Justin. I was not aware, and this is how I've been aware of the previous protests. And, I mean, and this type again, of stuff is disgusting. Uh, a prayer walk at Silver Spire Church at 6 p.m. in St. Catharines, followed by an adult evening out for drinks and dinner. This church needs prayer because they are doing a drag summer camp. I'm not sure what graphic you have there up on the Oh, okay. Did it not scroll screen? here for you? No. Sorry, I just the internet just dropped there for a second for me. But basically, they're going to be at this Silver Spire. This is a Spire. speaker from London, Ontario that's coming down. Well, that's what they're saying at that first event. And sorry, here, I'll see if I can get it up for you. Oh, geez. What did I do there? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. Here, I'll get, I'll get Justin back. So at least yeah, you got Justin. Justin. But, yeah, I mean, and it's, and it's terrible that it's organized. Right, and people are looking ahead to three weeks bigotry, and saying, yes, "Yeah, organized bigotry." It's one thing for you to, you know, wake up and be a bigot, but it's another to surround yourself by other bigots and say, "Hey, let's get together and spread bigotry." Justin, one of the things I wanted to ask you before we before we have to set you free here is, we see this contingent, for the lack of a better word, out, um, you know, spreading this spreading this vituperative message. And they're talking about protecting, their thing is protecting the children. Do you hear from the children? Do you get feedback from the actual students that these people are ostensibly protecting? I, I being a person I got to speak to a safe place, a GSA group in Port Colburn, many, 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 many students came out to support and literally were hugging me and just thanking me for being there in their schools. The thing is too, um, I had heard that some of them approached my children as well, and someone else said the same thing. You're saying we're luring kids. Leave our kids alone. Stop talking to our kids. It's like a back and forth. And I did have the input of many young people that okay. have reached out to me. And at the same time, I feel that you want to be in a safe, calm place than a place that's really ruxious and loud and violent and mean. And I think that's not safe. Okay, uh, Justin, thanks again for being here. In the interest of uh, time, we are moving on. But uh, again, w make sure you keep us in the loop, uh, as, you know, because it's, this is an important thing that's happening in Niagara these days, and we want to stay on top of it whenever we can. Justin Preston, thank you for being here again. Thank you as well. Bye. Uh, Kevin, we're going to roll around bu busy show um, today, and Niagara focused like uh, crazy. Natalia Sepulveda, Lasta, I hope I got that whole name right, uh, known to most of us as Natty, the significant other fiancé of Ryan Conkin, a young man uh, tragically killed in an explosion and fire uh, at Sonics in, uh, in St. Catharines uh, in Port Weller, actually back in... January had a dream of operating and did operate a food truck and it might not sound on the surface like something that is that grand but it was something that was a dream of uh, of this young man and uh, Natty is uh, here to give us an update on on where we are how she's doing and that to me looks like a food truck right there <laughs> have we got Natty with us all right um, there she there she is you're you, Hey, how are you? 
I'm doing good. How are you doing? We are we we are well. You are you are uh, on the job, working hard. I see. I'm on the job. We had a few customers here, so they just headed over to see the rest of the property and. Uh, yeah, this is my new home away from home. My new little apartment with and, Ryan. And this this is called Ryan's Lounge. Yes, this is called Ryan's Lounge. Um, as, as you uh, as you know, um, this all started with the help of the community. We had the dream to do it. We bought it. it God, just how just how the day's going, Lee. Yeah, just the internet. Uh, the internet being what it is, depending just on where you are. Accent. Hang on just a sec, Natty. Yeah, okay. no, we're, we're good. Just uh, just start start with where you were at, Natty. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. So I'm at 5 Peacock Bay. It's right off of uh, Happy Routes. So oh. you can get here through the trail that takes you by the lake water and all of that through Happy Routes. We're steps away from Jones Beach. Um, so right in the heart of the Port Weller community. We're, uh, we serve a lot of the factories nearby. We're just steps away from actually uh, where Sonics uh, used to be, but we help a lot of the folks here at Eastwood and Star, all of all of our workers here. So give us a little bit of a, a glimpse of what is on the menu uh, at Ryan's what? Lounge. What do you serve? Absolutely. So uh, every day we have fresh uh, baked goods, we have a few almond croissants, we have muffins, we have cookies. My mother, she helps me with the sandwiches every morning, so she's hard at work uh, making ham and cheese sandwiches every day. We change it up a little bit. And then I do, just give me coffee, regular drip, just like Ryan always loved, and I do all my espresso, the fancy drinks that I would make him. Now, is this a location that you're going to be in for a while? Like this is where, this is your home now? So this is considered our home base. So the plan uh, with uh, the trailer is that we can still uh, take it to other festivals and other concerts, maybe some days at uh, Port Dalhousie by the carousel when they do those events. Right. Uh, however, we do see ourselves kind of staying home here for a little bit. Um, just because we all have a vision to make the, the space really your community backyard where you can come here, you can play volleyball, you can do your book club, you can sit down, talk to friends, have a date, um, have lunch with the husbands that are working hard next door. Like, That's it's just a, a place where you can call home. So if I'm coming, if I'm coming to you by car, would I take Reed Road off of off of Lakeshore to come down by Happy Rolfs? Is that would that be the access, or would it be another one? Yes, Reed Road, and as soon as you get to Happy Rolfs, you take a quick right and then just uh, follow it until you get to Peacock Bay. Awesome, and and what hours do you operate, Natty? So we operate every day except Tuesday. We're opening now 9 a.m. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, 9 a.m. to 4.30. However, mm -hmm. I'm always here a little bit later if everyone shows up. I, okay. I stay open. Be careful. Be careful about that. You'll be there till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, then on the, and, um, and, then, then, and then on the weekend as well. Yes, weekends, it's uh, 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. with hopes to extend it as well. As, um, the more we get events going here at property at Fine Cannabis, then the more uh, we extend those hours and everything. We're having a Canada Day party as well. Um, 
so we hope to bring out musicians and I have think, the open uh, mic. Uh, I, I think Ryan would be pretty proud uh, to see that you've kept this dream going. How are you doing? How how are you, Natty? It's it's highs and lows. Um, he definitely made me a really tough girl. I didn't see it at the start, but I think uh, he's the lessons he taught me in that short amount of time have always stuck with me and I feel blessed that he left me feeling not as alone as I did originally. I um, I have a beautiful community. I have beautiful friends that he left me with and every day it seems like this is a little piece of heaven he kind of created. You know, he worked his, worked his magic in a way and you see synchronicities with everybody you meet and the stories that you learn. I feel like he taught me how to be a better person, and I'm just happy that we can we can continue this for him. I've always been a romantic, so I'm glad that we can, you know, continue our story this way. Well, it's uh, it's wonderful that you have been and are a, a romantic because it kept that keeps this uh, romance going with with the community. Yes. Have you um, just to get a little bit more informational here, if there is any? Have you been provided with any more information or any more feedback or uh, or blowback or anything with regard to the event itself in which in which Ryan tragically passed away? Do you know any more now than you did then? No, not one bit. Um, actually, the only bit of information that we learned was when it came out in the newspaper about the 11, uh, 11 indictments and one thing... That I can't remember the word specifically that they use, but um, what they passed to Sonics in order to um, be able to continue forward with the investigation, we actually learned that from reporters. So okay. we haven't really been in communication We've, um, with much um, in terms of the investigation. We just know that it's going to take some time and um, that there's still more processes that need to be done for it. Will there be any um, settlements, uh, any settlements or compensations or anything? I mean, this was a, this was a tragic, needless um, catastrophe that, that, took exactly. Ryan, that took Ryan. Um, is, is, is there any, and I know nothing can bring him back, no compensation would be enough, but has there been anything? Uh, so, Basically, because when a company pays into WSIB, yes. the workers kind of forfeit their right to sue the company, the workers and their family. Mm -hmm. um, so it's something that you pay into and in the in the chance that something like this happens, that there really isn't too many options. There is something that's called the Westray Law that is just um, kind of getting pushed more and more. It's to put um, criminal time for death, uh, criminal time or a penalty for uh, for a death in the workplace, and so that's something that um, a lot of federations push towards. The Ontario Federal Federation right. of Labor pushes towards that. Um, when there is an incident like that, they've done it for General General Moore. But motors, this is but but, but but this is something in your case that's still pending. Still pending, yeah. And okay. so that's one of the things for me. It's been tough because it's he's my fiance, but I've seen how it's affected his his siblings, his family, his yeah. brother, his nieces, friends. And so everyone's been affected. And even people that haven't uh, met him but work in the industry, you see that there's a shift 
in, in, in the way people feel at work and the way people are talking about it now, which is important because it's not something that should be happening. No, it is, it is important. And uh, <laughs> I'll trust that you'll keep us in, informed if any of that. I, I, I realize the wheels of justice move slowly, as they say. Uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some positive developments for, uh, for you and the rest of, uh, of Ryan's family. And uh, on a positive note, keep on rocking with Ryan's Lounge. Uh, you're doing a great job. It looks like a, a great location. Looks like a really nice, relaxing, fun place to be. Thank you. Thank you. We, well, we can't wait to have you over. Okay. I have to share a little bit about that book with you. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Natty. We'll let you I'm get back to your, We'll let you get back Thanks. to your customers. Thank you so much. And I'm happy that this next meeting that we had was a, a little bit happier than our first phone call. Absolutely. So. <laughs> and they'll just and they'll just keep getting better. So you uh, you stay in touch. Thank you, my friend. You have a wonderful day. And Thank you, darling. You. Okay, take care. Uh, uh, dark side to that story, but also a really nice bright side, Kevin, as, uh, uh, as uh, Natty seems to be uh, coming along great. God bless her. Yeah, I'm glad that she was able to see that through. When we talked to her there shortly after the explosion, she had said that this was a dream that she and Ryan were putting together yeah. and the wheels were in motion. So, you know, amidst all of the chaos that this must have brought to her and her family, um, to see this to fruition, to have it out there, it's something that the community should support. So if you're up in the North End, in the Port Weller area, stop by, see Natty, grab something. Indeed. Uh, do we have Jazz in the wings by any chance? Uh, Jazz is coming on in about five minutes. She was training from 11 until 1 today. Okay. And as you know, that takes precedent. Hey, she's 3-1 and one in the UFC. I think she's rolled off two straight wins now. Mm -hmm. um, she's becoming a contender in the uh, flyweight division, I believe. So she's definitely somebody to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, and, and kudos to her because she was coming off, uh, last time we talked to her, it was sort of between bouts. She didn't know when her next fight was going to be. She come off her uh, first massive win uh, and of course your first fight when you're in an organization like the UFC is a big win because uh, if you win it you get more opportunities which indeed she had and she's uh, pretty much made the most of it uh, at least up to this point in time and that's 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 great now Kevin when did you want to jump into this gas station story do I have time to do it now yeah sure you know what let's do it now okay so I'll throw up the uh, I'll throw up the story here and this is this is a story that I'm pretty much going to let Kevin carry but I'm, I'll kick it off and then let Kevin pick it up because he's the one that actually pushed forward with uh, digging into this stuff a little deeper um, you'll see Joe procession there put this uh, residents of Niagara, but uh, please forgive some of his spelling, I guess. I have lived in the Niagara region for the past 40 years, uh, and I have never came across such ignorance in my life. So to paraphrase, here's what happened. He went to the gas station up on uh, Niagara Regional Road 81, uh, Regional Variety and Gas Bar. It's up uh, Pelham uh, area, right? Seventh uh, and St. Paul. Yeah, okay. People know it's it's the place that's got the great samosas. So he's yeah. So he's going to get his get gas. Uh, six year old uh, was going to his first game of the season. He got a gas station. Uh, went to the gas station. It's a full serve station. He asked for thirty dollars. Uh, as it turns out, he was over poured uh, to the point. Right. Of so, I mean, 
I can continue because the particulars are yeah the particulars yeah. are somewhat important. You, yeah, you go, you tell it, said, you tell the story. I stopped the pump at forty three oh eight because she was overcharging me, and then said, "Ma'am, you've overpumped my gas tank, and I told you I needed thirty bucks, not forty three. She refused to take responsibility for her actions and told me I have to pay for it, or she was calling the police. My six year old heard her say that she was calling the police on me for refusing to pay for her mistake. She then demanded that we wait without paying the $30 that I requested and said to wait for her husband to come out and demanded me to pay for it. I then explained to him what happened. He ignored me and responded with, don't you make mistakes? I responded back with, yes, but I don't pay for others' mistakes. I own up to my mistakes. And then the son is waiting in the car and he's crying and so on and so forth. So this is not a nice scene. This he is says, just I just gave in and paid it. Just wanted to own up to what they have done. Then they told me to F off and never come back. How professional is this? She then said she doesn't care if I come back to the store because I'm just one person of the hundreds coming to the gas station. For a fact, they do this all the time. I've heard several others having this experience with them. They are con artists. I told them no problem as I was leaving. Then I was driving away. I noticed the husband running after my car, chasing me. I then stopped and said, what? He approached my car in anger, raising his fist at me ready to throw a punch all while my six-year-old is in the car. I then stepped out of the vehicle and he backed off. Then his wife came at me trying to hit me with a debit machine in front of my six-year-old. This escalated more than it should have. This could have been resolved if they owned up to their mistakes and to responsibility. My son was devastated and it goes so on and so forth yeah. and encouraging people to boycott the radio, the, boycott the, uh, the gas station. And the and reason we're bringing this up is the fact that this post, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, has been shared like... 1,200 times. Yeah, it's been shared uh, 1,200 times. Let's see here. What does it say on the actual post? It doesn't say there. Oh, sorry. If I think if I go in the comments. Let's see. I mean, it was... So a lot there of people... 1,291 shares. A lot of people have weighed in on this. Now, Kevin Jack is a, a nearby resident of this business, and he knows these people. Kevin is a customer of these people, and you decided to say... Well, I'm not going to go on third-party information in here. See, I'm going to go over and talk to talk to these folks and find out from their what perspective it seemed, what happened. It seemed out of character, and it definitely seemed as though I was hearing one half of a story. So what other half did you get? So I went in and talked to the owners and said, Hey, what about this post that has been shared 1,200 times? And so I'm just going to get ahead here. Uh, Jazz, you want to turn your camera for us, okay? We got you, like, up and down right now. That's better. Just Jazz is in the waiting room. Yeah, here, we'll, so we'll to talk to you in a bit, Jazz. So I went over and talked to the family and said, hey, what about this post? And, of course, they were aware. And in the course of her telling me her side of the story, she was, she was brought to tears. Her side of the story, and I'm not saying that this is the story, she said, I offered him... To pay, she said right away, okay, first off, which he alleges, he says, I told him right away, I'm sorry, that's my mistake. On numerous occasions in the post, he says, all I wanted them to do was own their mistake. And she said, that was the very first thing I said. Sorry, that's my mistake. Then said, the next thing that I offered to do was to have him pay the $30 right now that he asked for, and recognizing that he's a regular customer, said, hey, and whenever you can, there was no timeline, next time or whatever, whenever you have the $13, just come and give that to me. And to me, that seemed like a fairly decent resolution. But that is a completely different, different. account yeah. of what happened than this person. And the only reason I want to bring it up, because I've heard this side of the story, and I don't know necessarily that that's true. But I also know that I read this post that has been shared almost 1,300 times by Joe Procession, 
I don't even think that's your real name. No. So you're not putting your real name to it. And you're devastating a family and a family business. And we feared this when social media started to take over mainstream media. Is that people aren't necessarily responsible with their words. And they don't know that when they put things out like this, they are devastating a family. They are devastating individuals that are on the other end of it with their account and their version of events. So again, he says they never said sorry. She said the very first thing I said was I'm sorry. He said, no, they, they demanded that I pay it in full. She says, no, we didn't. I said, you could pay 30 bucks and get me the $13 whenever. Now, granted, on both sides, should it have ever escalated to this no. over $13? No. If I was there, I would have said, you know what, guys? Here's $13. Why don't both of you go your own way yeah. and move on with it? But further to that, the issue with the police, she said that it was another customer there that day that encouraged her to contact the police because of Joe's aggressive attitude. Yeah, and aggressive behavior. Right, so where's the truth? As we say, Lee, it often lies somewhere in the middle. If I I, I think... Now, we never... We can always say, well, if that was me, I would have, you know, fill in the blank. And you never really know because you're not in that situation. But we can try to project what we would do in my in my humble opinion this is just me if i had been the gas station owner i would have said uh she said it was her fault but i would have gone a step further and said my fault give me the 30 bucks off you go it's a 13 dollars loss because you made a mistake okay small business trying to make a buck i get it but that would have been the path of least resistance now on the side of the customer to go to your point earlier, it's gasoline. It's not like he didn't get the product. It's not like he was overcharged for something he didn't get. He got the extra $13 worth of gasoline. Yeah, that's said, that's the small wrinkle in you this. Know, that, 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 that's, that's a wrinkle. They're saying, at some point in time, I'm going to need another $13 worth of gas. Yeah, it's, it's gasoline. You're going to use it, and you're going to need it so, at some point. Maybe you don't have the $13 so both, today. So both of these positions, and as we've said before, probably the real story lies somewhere in the middle, but both of these both of these positions could have not escalated to that point, and we wouldn't have needed a Facebook page that is damaging a family's reputation and their business uh, for for really trivial, trivial reasons. And, and Lee, just to uh, put a bow on this thing and let people know how it affects individuals is she was in tears. She yeah. told me that she had a threatening phone call to the gas station based on this post that she and her daughter had sleepless nights and that uh, a member of the family had been encouraging them to sell the business and we got to move. Because of one customer. One customer and one post. This is, this, is, this is the dark side of the social media phenomenon. Before we bring on Jazz, I want to thank once again Gail's Gas Bars uh, for uh, underlying and underwriting this program for so long. Our premier sponsor here, Gail's Gas Bars Limited, Jessica Friesen, uh, uh, owner, operator of Gail's Gas. Again, our condolences uh, to your family for the loss of, uh, of Barb Gale. She was uh, a longtime member of the family and uh, well-loved and lost her this past week. So thank you to Gales for sponsoring the program. Verge Insurance Group, uh, thank you so much for staying with us along for this ride as well. And our newest sponsors, Hartzell Marine, Dave DeGrave up on uh, Ormond Street in Thorold, as well as Ace Alignment, Darren and Matt and the gang at Ace Alignment on North Street in St. Catharines. Thank you very much for joining our team 
of sponsors that help Niagara 411 Live with Least Area to keep going. Also acknowledging Kevin Jack, we stream for the great work you do and waiting patiently in the green room is a UFC fighter with a record of three and one uh, fresh off a win out in BC is Jasmine Jazzadavicious. Hi Jazz. Hello, how are you? Have we got you? All right. Yeah. So you're working hard. You're training this morning? Yeah, yeah. I uh, had training this morning. Now back in, back in this evening. What, uh, what does a training session involve for you? When you go in to, to spend a training day, what do you do? Uh, today we did. It was like s more striking than grappling today. Um, so we would do mainly our like striking drills, team warm up, and then we'll do like situational kind of like sparring, but not really, it's not like real sparring. Mm -hmm. It's like situational touch, I guess. Yeah. And um, so my coach will tell us like jab only first round. And then. Oh, Mr. Oh. Internet's doing it to us again. Oh, it's been so problematic today. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big UFC event. And then, uh, like, faint takedowns to your, to your shots, and then, and then we'll get into kind of like more structured combos that the coach will give us that he wanted us to work on. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, then we did. Um, it was like a little bit more of that kind of like situational stuff, but using what we worked on today. So we worked on a lot of angles angling in to get your strike and then an exit and then so it was like doing kind of situations where we're using what we did in class but now with that in mind so you have a record currently of three and one it was uh, it was a win a loss and a win right so my my record it for my pro career yeah. is uh nine and two nine and two but within the yeah. So, but within the UFC, really, yeah. I'm three and one within within the UFC. So that's got to that's got to still uh, set you in pretty good stead with stead with uh, Dana White and the gang. They must be pretty proud of you. Yeah, just not cooperating today. The internet is not cooperating. Yeah, so Jazz, I mean, we've been following her career. She's made her way up through the ranks yeah. of Canadian MMA, and that's where she compiled uh, that record of nine wins. But since UFC, I think, I think Jazz, it was now. win, loss, and then back-to-back -back wins. Right. And I'm so inspired by that because, as you know, your life as a professional MMA fighter hangs in the balance with every match. So if you were to string together a couple of losses, but it's gone the other way, and now you've run two victories back-to-back, -back. boy, what's, what's next, Jazz? I'm not too sure what's next. I mean, I've got uh, 15 girls that I'm trying to get, in, get a fight with on my way up to try to get that belt. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, do my thing and... You know, if it if it takes calling them out on social media, or if I'm gonna just go through management and try to get a match there, there's so now that I'm like at the you know 15th person, I'm on that bubble there, and so okay. I'm gonna just try to keep continuing to to climb that up the rank. So do you, do you people in this field do that? Do you trash talk on social media to try to get a buzz going? 
Well, I mean, not really like trash talk, but I mean, you you watch the girls in your division and you see what are favorable matchups for you mm -hmm. and you try to get that match. So that's how I actually got this past fight was after my last fight, then the girl watched it. And so she said, oh, I want to fight this girl. So she put something out on social media. And, and then she also, like, you, you will message the person as well. Just, like, it depends on how you want to do it. Like, she was very respectful and said, hey, great performance. Um, yeah, I would love to share the octagon with you sometime when, cool. when you're back up and, up and going. So, I mean, it, it would probably be, like, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, there is some people that have real beef and they'll, they'll actually, like, call it out. But it kind of <laughs> depends. So, you said there are 15 uh, and you said you're on the bubble. Uh, is, is, is that a magic number? Is it like 15? Um, how, do, how, do how, do, how do you measure what's on the bubble? Like, uh, how many people are involved here? So, yeah, once you, once you hit 15, that's kind of when you start to get like known. And then it's like 15 and then 10. And then from 10, it, it could be like, you could match up with anyone okay. but you know that right now I'm the only ranked UFC fighter in Canada and um, wow. so that's by why because I have that that 15 beside my name so you're in that you're in that uh, coveted 15th spot right now luckily yes and is that is that based on record uh, it, it's based on who you fight and your record okay so she the girl that I just fought she was number 15 in the world so I beat her so then I took take that spot all right so so you're now number 15 if you were to fight uh, number 10 say you could get bumped up to nine potentially yes they, yeah. they like the ranking systems they kind of choose it themselves depending on how you perform against that person but yeah so does uh, that must go somewhat into your thinking if you're trying to arrange or your management is trying to arrange fights and you're watching these other girls uh, fight and ply their trade um, do you sit there sometimes and think um, I don't think I'm ready for her but I think I'm ready for her like do, do you go through that kind of analysis I mean I feel like once you're at 15 you should be kind of down to fight anyone at that point okay. because you're you're at that stage but yeah when i first got into the ufc there was a time when it, it, like say i would watch her my i mean being the fighter i think i'm beating everyone you know what I mean? <laughs> but um but it, that's why i have a great team and great coaches that i trust that like they will choose okay this is a good match for her this isn't a good match for her and right. then they it will it's uh it's kind of like that okay kev yeah jazz just have a quick question for you i'm assuming and i don't know this not an mma fighter but with every fight does your opponent expose a weakness in your game and then you get back to the gym and try and correct that yeah that's exactly it regardless of your win or loss you're back in the gym and you're working as if it was a loss and you're you're nitpicking your fight and seeing what you're doing wrong right. what are your tells what how somebody is going to watch that fight and try to beat you uh, an awful lot you must watch an awful lot of tape as they used to say in the football world now it's all, all on digital but um, the greatest football players 
in history and other other athletes would watch hours and hours and hours of not just their performance but their opponents or potential opponents performance or the upcoming fights or whatever you still you and your team must spend an awful lot of time doing that kind of stuff I would think oh oh yeah tons we're we're watching fights every day if it's like choosing an opponent for one of the guys I'm still interested in like I like watch who, who the guys that are fighting but then in addition any girl that's in my weight class I'm making sure I'm tuning in on on her fights on fight night but also I'm I'm watching these girls because I know that I'm gonna fight them one day or potentially fight yeah. them one day so I'm trying to like get the get those tells and those reads kind of like years in advance does this does this uh, top 15 is that just in your class like what what do you, uh, is did I read that it's a flyweight class that you're in yeah flyweight so 125 pounds yeah and so I'm the number 15th ranked girl in the world at 125 pounds all right yeah so it is broken down that way so you've got a, a now how do you feel physically today compared to what you might have felt like three years ago or whenever you got started and you are obvious you trained hard to start your career that's currently nine and two or whatever uh, but do you do you feel m more more powerful and seasoned and, uh, and and stronger than you did when you started like how different do you feel yeah I feel a lot different you know I've been I've been in the sport for a long time now um, and so I've been able to develop the confidence like I I know what I'm good at and I know what I what I still need to work on and I continue to work on those things and but in a fight I stay out of those things and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I uh, yeah it's a it's a continual process do you ever get concerned or does it ever cross your mind about uh, uh, when you're old like me uh, uh, what you're doing to your body today? Do you ever do you ever consider there might be something down the road that you're not you're not really pleased about? Yeah, I I definitely think of that. But I am probably the healthy. Like I'm, I think about my friends. I'm 33, 34 years old. I think about my friends. I look at my friends, and I'm a lot healthier than all of them like they you know they go to the gym maybe once or twice a week the the only thing that is unhealthy that I'm doing is like that cutting weight at the very end but other than that I live a very healthy life I have to eat clean and healthy every day mm -hmm. I have to you know make sure my sleep is on point like I I have to live a very healthy lifestyle and so anytime I that you know you're in the gym and I know that I'm taking punches in the head I don't want to have brain damage when I'm right. when I'm older or anything so I'm making sure that I go and do do like my checkups to, to make sure that my my uh, brain isn't going crazy and I don't even know about <laughs> yeah. it you know they, yeah. they do all the, the well we don't want you we don't want that. you to get there we don't want you to get there either it seems every time we talk to you though um, you're not quite sure what's coming next. It's almost like you're always living on the edge, waiting for your next job. That, that's got to be a little bit stressful. Like, okay, when, when, when am I going to go to work again? You know. Uh, and I think we got another freeze going, but um, she'll be back. Yeah, it's been the uh, oh been the gosh. scourge of our existence today. 
Yeah, hasn't been uh, cooperating. But nice. I want to let you know, Lee, that uh, coming up on the end of the show, we are going to feature Gravely James. Gravely James. He, uh, him and his band just won uh, 97.7 Hits FM Rock Search. Okay. Uh, they just won Rock Search there the other week. And um, the guy behind it, I won't give out his real name, he's somebody that I had worked with. Um, gosh, a few years back, and just an absolute pleasure to work with him. So happy to everybody in that band. But we got Jazz back, and uh, we could just wrap things okay. up with Jazz. Yeah. Sorry, Jazz. So, sorry, we had... Sorry uh, about you know, that. I don't know. My connection must be off. That's okay. Not a worry. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to get you back long enough to congratulate you again on a on a terrific career so far that's only just going get, to get better. And uh, keep us posted on what your schedule is. We want to talk to you more. And... Uh, Thank you for representing us so well. Congratulations on your uh, on your achievement so far. It's awesome. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure chatting. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Jazz the Vicious, as I call her. <laughs> Jasmine, Jazz the Vicious. Uh, just an incredible dedication that she got into almost by accident because her boyfriend was a fighter, and she said, I think I could do this, maybe, and look how far she's come. Now, 3-1 and one of the UFC, 9-2 and two, uh, in a career. Uh, Gravely James is going to be joining us. Once again, uh, Gail's Gas Bars, thank you very much for being our uh, title sponsor here of the program. Uh, as always, a pleasure. Verge Insurance, Hartzell Marine, Ace Alignment, thank you so much. Kevin, as usual, a masterful job under some stressful Internet uh, <laughs> conditions today, but also uh, we enjoy working with... Uh, we stream every couple of weeks, and um, everybody stay involved, stay good, be well, and we'll see you in uh, a couple of weeks. Our, yeah. our next show might be uh, probably not on a Wednesday. We might be on a Monday or Tuesday next show. Yeah, we'll figure that one out. Uh, Lee, so Gravely James, uh, band here. I know uh, the main guy, Chris, I think lives in St. Catharines. Uh, band from across Niagara. They entered 97.7 Hits FM's Rock Search, and they just won it. Uh, they were in studio yesterday playing a brand new song called Talk to God. Okay. I think they might be streaming that already over at 97.7 as, as a Rock Search winners. And uh, the debut single from them comes out actually tomorrow. So we're going back. This is a song called Honey. And it was recorded live on Air Strippin' with Betty Lou. And uh, that's a show that originated out of Niagara with some professional production. Yeah, it's from about a year ago. Sure. But, uh, but look them up. And uh, that does it for June 21st, first day of summer. Happy solstice uh, for season four, episode 14, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Catch you in a couple of weeks. Welcome back to another episode of Air Streaming with Betty Lou. Tonight on deck, we have Gravely James. Say it ain't going well Say it ain't going well Say it ain't going well I'm not the one to Say it ain't going well But honey I know That you can tell and I don't need much But honey I need your love Honey I need your love Honey, I need your love I don't need my 
much but honey need your love tell me honey ain't that enough ain't that enough ain't that enough my money's tight and times are tough Throat, your murmur hushed on the telephone. Ain't that enough? Ain't that enough? When money's tight and times are tough. Ain't that enough? Ain't that enough? Honey, we'll work it through, work through the rough. Work through.